She's alive. Alive! Stop looking up Wang Chung. The, I the, need po- to, the podcast has started. I need to know what a Wang what the Wang Chung looks like. Well, while she Wang Chungs, welcome to the Ghoul Gang. And we're here to talk about some spooky shit. Um, some pretty upsetting spooky shit. So just be forewarned. This episode we're dealing with murder. Yes, which is not a topic that we typically like to tackle. Um, just because. We're not a true crime podcast. Right. We're not a true crime podcast, and our passion is more paranormal. But these are child murderers. Like, kids Who, killing people. Yeah, kids. Not, not giant men that are killing kids. In tunnels. <laughs> In Savannah. In Savannah. <laughs> it's it's not the case. Um, Look at this guy. Ew. Okay, so Wang Chung is the name of the band. It's not a dance move. It's That song rules. This dance hall dance? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's from, I always love it because it's from Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh, yeah. And it's so good. I fucking love it's that movie. So, I fucking love that movie, too. Speaking of movies. Oh, my God. Let's talk about it. Um. So, Ellie and I went to the movies last night. Uh, We went to go see the Winchester, Winchester. And we left because it was so bad. And mm-hmm. that takes a lot. Oh yeah, for we'll us sit, to leave a movie, I'll sit through a. Sh- I will sit. We through sat a through movie. Flatliners. We did sit through Flatliners. We almost left, but it was so bad that it was funny. Right. I, at a certain point in the Winchester, I feel like we started laughing, but like nobody else in the theater was laughing, and people were getting annoyed with us. And I'm like, how are you not laughing? This is the stupidest fucking movie I've ever seen. Well, okay, I take that back. It's not the stupidest movie I've ever seen. It was, it was boring. It was boring. And it was so, so predictable. Yeah. Like, um, spoiler alert, <laughs> this isn't gonna ruin the fucking movie for you, PS, but like the like the kid like the creepy kid like pointing and being like, he's coming for you. It's yeah. like really Or like the guy showing up in the doorway. Like, ha, ha, ha. And we're like, ugh. We were so, we were just rolling our eyes through the whole thing. It was just jump scares. Yeah. But like, shitty jump scares. Yeah. And to think, imagine how much money they poured into that movie. The production value was so high for yes. such, such a low payoff. And they had fucking Helen Mirren. And she's just unbelievable. And she didn't do it for me in this movie at, at all. all. And it had so much potential. Right, because they had to build that fucking house. I know. Which is, in that I will say was really, it was visually pretty cool. It was visually pretty cool. Storyline, not even there. No. Like, and, and I hate to be this person, but I did get on my phone to Google it in the movie to see if we were the only ones who felt this way, and we weren't. Okay, good. Didn't it get like a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes? 6%. 6%. Six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's bad. It's brutal. It's not good. It's not good. So anyway, don't waste your money. We were gonna leave and go see Insidious, but instead we came home, came to Ellie's house and got drunk and went to a club. Yes, <laughs> which is something that we do like once every two years. Yeah, never. never. But it was my roommate's birthday, so we were like, well, all right. I put fun fact. <laughs> um. 
I put a Jello shot into the front zipper pocket of my backpack to. Which, I don't know what. As a traveler, Jared put one in his pocket. Okay, because they were extra because yeah. it was his birthday. Well, because no, so we went to this place called Town Hall Pub in Chicago. It's a great little spot in Lakeview if you're looking for like a low key place to go, but also like really good music. Uh-huh. But divey, divey, but the um the minimum you can't just buy like two jello shots Mm -hmm. and jared really for whatever reason he turned 29 and was like oh let's do jello shots and i'm like i will not but i will buy them for you but um you can only like the minimum is six oh god it's six for five dollars that's a really good deal. It's ridiculous. And, <laughs> and they place, were really boozy. They were really boozy and they have boozy Frosties. Oh, God, that's awesome. Those pudding Frosties. You have Oh, one. yes. Yeah. They were so good. They're delicious. Those I will oh, partake God. in. But I didn't because dairy is not agreeing with me these days. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go. Um, yeah. I, so I woke up and realized that everything in my bag was stained red. <laughs> Uh, my ID was covered and because I forgot about it. We took, we just put them in our, yeah. I, I thought Thinking, we were going to, right. you know, take it in the street. Taking jello shots in the street. Who, who the fuck do I think I am? I don't know. We were really, I, I we haven't gone out in, I don't even know how long, but yeah. uh, and, we did it. And uh, coming off dry January in a big yes. way. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I didn't drink. For a long time because I had, I got the bronchitis and oh, then yeah. the pneumonia. Oh yeah, she had the pneumonia. Also something fun, um, hopefully you guys are hearing us in both headphones today. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> and a little bit clearer. Yeah, we got a new mic. Um, so we're slowly upgrading every yeah. every 15 episodes. <laughs> yeah, every 15 episodes expect higher quality audio. <laughs> yeah. It only took us this long to figure it out. In like a hundred episodes, we'll be like recording on the moon or In something. In a studio, yeah. yeah. Um, you just can't be bothered. No. <laughs> so, so if your right earbud has been out for 13 episodes, I'm Grace. <laughs> if you've it never is. heard me before. If your left one has been out, I'm Ellie. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh okay, so today, like Grace said, we're going to be tackling a topic that can be sensitive yes yeah, sensitive very upsetting it was definitely um part of we tried to choose um topics that weren't necessarily going to be as triggering to people they're still pretty brutal um it was hard to research this so just if you're very um sensitive to murder as most humans are um or if you're particularly sensitive to um children being murdered as again most, most humans pe- are most non-psychopaths right <laughs> um or people who aren't into true crime um right. i know that a lot of our listeners come here for paranormal stuff so if this is upsetting to you then this might not be the episode for you although we are going to include paranormal things kind of intermittently throughout yeah, the episode. Yeah, just some creepy stories. Yeah. It's all about kids, y'all. This is a hard episode for me because I am a teacher, and it's a hard episode for Grace because she's a mom. Yeah, I have a two-year-old, so it's like, I think of, I always think of her. Right. But I also feel like this is a very interesting topic. Yeah. It's very, um, I don't want to say bizarre, but like, it's a really strange phenomenon almost yes like where like children kill 
other children. Yeah. Or their parents. Or their parents. Right. Which is like a totally different thing. For yeah. me, like children killing children is like, like it's yeah. like insane to me. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Because it's like innocence mm-hmm. killing innocence. It's just like. But that's why people think, that's why people are like, we should lock this person up forever if they killed someone when they were 13. Right. Who knows what they're going to be like when they're 30. Right. And that's something that we're going to talk about today. Like the idea of like keeping these kids incarcerated for life is that something that we should be doing yeah i don't know i don't know what the answer is i don't either and we've talked a lot about morgan geyser and anisa or morgan whatever the slenderman girls um and how they just got sentenced to however many years in a mental institution right which makes more sense to me yes yeah i mean but they didn't kill her she didn't die right right so that might have something to do with it too of course, I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Because um, they they were charged with attempted murder. Yes. Speaking of, a preview for the Winchester yesterday. <gasps> yes, the Slenderman movie looks so good. It looks so fucking good. And before um, we delve into the uh, world of child murders, um, murderers, 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 um, Grace showed me a preview for a movie that I feel like I'm going to dump out when I'm watching because it looks so, so good. It's called Hereditary. Yes. Oh my God, you guys. And my girl's a huge Tony Collette fan. Uh, she's my, she's my queen. So I. Although it was produced by the same people who did The Witch, which I was not a fan of. We didn't love and Split, which you, I loved. You loved. I did not. Yeah. Well, it's so, because it's the ultimate unbreakable ending. Right, right. Ugh. I know. And, and I, I love James McAvoy. It, I, I didn't love it. Uh, yeah. And it's also I went by myself and I was like real stoned. Yeah. <laughs> it happens sometimes. <laughs> it's you always, know? I love going to horror movies by myself because it makes them that much scarier. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Because you like feel like someone's going to grab your ankles. Oh, God. Don't say that. <laughs> I don't live alone anymore, though. I know. Ellie got a roommate. Yeah, so. I love, you could hear him in the last episode going, Serena, where is she going? (laughs) About About Gossip Gossip Girl. Girl? (laughs) I know. Um, So, yeah, Hereditary. Watch the trailer. It looks unbelievable. And um, from what we read about it, they're saying it's going to be this generation's exorcist, meaning. Um, Meaning it's going to fuck everyone up. Yeah. Um, But. (laughs) Who's that cutie in it? The son, he's know. such a cutie, and he was in something else. Um, the daughter is... She looks... They cast that one well. They cast that one well. She's got a f- scary face. She does have a scary <laughs> face. I don't know. And I know. hate to say that about a child, but... Right. No, I think that I think that they purposely cast her yeah. in this movie. Um, so, from what we're seeing, it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Yes. Um, it's not coming out in the U.S. until June... Um, but it has like Damn, that's it's a got long time to wait. It's a long time to wait, but from the early releases, it's got ninety percent on Metacritic. It's got eight point five out of ten on IMDb and a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's supposed to be unreal, and it's said to be. I this is such like a 
tough thing because I hate when movies are like talked up this much yeah. because then you go and you're like, like fuck. Well, but it, this trailer looked unbelievable. What I was going to say, I got into like a social media battle with this guy about this on the <laughs> on the face you did. on the Facebook post that called this movie the next generation's exorcist Mm -hmm. and the guy was like oh what so it's gonna be hilarious and poorly produced and i was like (laughs) and i was like excuse me sir the exorcist is like a formative classic that defines the genre and i got like 450 thumbs up on it and everyone's like excuse me i know and i was like don't be a fucker just to be a fucker. Yeah. The oh. Exorcist fucked everyone up. I know what the cutie's from. What is I it? just looked it up. The son in this movie, he was one of the main kids in My Friend Dahmer. I didn't see it. Yeah. It's, I think I said this already, but it's slow, but it's uh-huh. worth seeing. Yeah. My Friend Dahmer. Um, but he was one of Dahmer's, like, friends in the movie. And he's, he's a fantastic actor. His name is Alex Wolf. He's precious pup. He's young. He was born in 97. So what does that make him? 21? Something like that. I can't do math. Jeez, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that makes him. You guys, I turned 29. Ugh. Oh, yeah. It was Ellie's birthday last week. Yeah. Oh, it was in Paper Towns, too. Didn't see that either. I didn't. I'm not going to pretend like I did. Cara Delevingne, I can't take her seriously as an actress. No, like in like Suicide Squad, I was like, ooh, yikes. Yeah, I know. Stick to what you're good at, kid. Speaking of Suicide Squad, Margot Robbie was in my dream the other night. Did you watch I, Tanya? No, I really want to go see it, though. This is like, we're just like really doing it. Hey, welcome to the Ghoul Gang. We're a movie review podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't listen to us. After the really foreboding warning about our topic, and then we just go off on a 10-minute tangent (laughs) about movies. (laughs) <laughs> like oh also have you seen like the new jumanji that looked really good too. oh god no <laughs> okay all right all right do you have a leading question my leading question this week is i really think that we need to do some would you rathers because of the topic that we're doing today i feel like it would be a nice palette cleanser, palette cleanser. Well, but we haven't done anything to cleanse or that needs cleansing yet right but like i feel like it would be good to not give let's not do like a heavy a heavy lead-in question yeah more of like a let's do some like some fun some funsies um some fun but fucked up would you rather yeah um i have a really messed up one oh christ okay go ahead um (laughs) would you rather have sex with your cousin in secret or not have sex with your cousin, but have everyone think you did. Not have sex with my cousin and have everyone think I did. Really? Yeah. Because I don't think that... Sorry, guys. I have a jar of candy and I have to get some... Oh, my God. Give me that Starburst, girl. I'm going to get some lemon heads out there. No. No, I don't want the green runt. Ew, she literally just spit it out. Okay. Why do you kind of let everyone know how gross I am? All right. Um, I would definitely... Because... I, as many people do, circle, like, over and over again, Uh like, about stuff. And I don't think that I could ever, ever... I would tell someone. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a secret. No. Right. It wouldn't be a secret. I'd be like, I fucked my cousin. (laughs) (laughs) To anyone who's listening. To anyone after, like, three sips of whiskey. I'd be like, huh? (laughs) We banged. 
God, what is it? This one's obviously for a man. But would you rather have no penis or five penises? <laughs> five dicks. <laughs> like that motherfucker had like 30 goddamn, 30 goddamn dicks. <laughs> if he took off his boot, he's with the dicks growing off of his feet. I heard he once held an opponent's hand in a jar of acid. At a party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we should get on to our topics, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Let's start off with some would you rathers. Would you rather have no dick or five? I would have a whole handful of dicks. I would just have <laughs> like banana hands. <laughs> Gross. Or it could be like a lobster boy. Yeah, hey. Like a lobster boy situation. Right. Um, where is my charger? Yeah, we're going to need to because my, my battery is going to die soon. Okay. Here we go. All right. Um, so for those of you who want to stop listening here, now would probably be a good time and we love you. Except wait. Follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Google Gang Podcast and on Twitter at Google Gang Pod 666. Please give us a review on, on iTunes. iTunes. And thank you very much. I know, thank you. Okay. Um, Child murderers. <laughs> um, here we go. Okay. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll start. start. This is your topic. Okay. So I'm going to start with the infamous Alyssa Bustamante. Which is not so infamous. (laughs) Which is not so infamous because I haven't heard about it. I cannot believe you haven't heard about this. Maybe once you tell me about it, it'll ring some bells. So Alyssa Bustamante is, um, she was... She's currently, I think, 20, what would she be now? 24 or something? Mm-hmm. 24, 25. But when this happened, she was 15. Okay. Um, so her uh, crime was obviously homicide. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's different, like, types of homicide. And hers is classified as thrill killing. Ooh! Which is like, oh, yikes. yikes. Those of you who, like, listen to a lot of, like, true crime podcasts or like murdery podcasts like help us out if like if we say something if I say something wrong or whatever because I don't really know much about it but that I thought was really interesting every like I read about some of these kids like we're like it's like thrill killing versus mm-hmm. where like it, it, like an Eric Smith is more like was more like to feel powerful yeah um and like you feel powerless, so you want to like. Eric Smith was that redheaded, the infamous redheaded kid with the big glasses. Which we're not covering because it's too sad. It's too sad. It's too sad. As these are all fucking sad, but like, it's just too devastating. Anyway, um, so yeah, hers is considered a thrill killing, Ugh. which is kind of like that girl, like the I hate, like I don't like Mondays. Yeah. Like, ugh. but she was, that girl was super abused. She was like, yeah raped by her dad or thrill i think thrill killing is more like um i want to do it to see what it feels like. right i yeah. wanted to i wanted to kill because i wanted to see like how it feels or like if it i don't know to, yeah to, i think it's less like not wanting to kill someone to feel something more like i want to know what it's like to fucking kill someone yeah that would be considered a thrill killing in my opinion and to like get a rush yeah <laughs> um so she Killed her neighbor, Elizabeth Olton, and she was only nine years old. Um, 
Olten's autopsy revealed that she had been strangled, her throat and wrist had been slashed, and she had been stabbed. Whoa. Yes, and this happened in Cole County, Missouri. 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 Um, and the status is she, so she ended up pleading guilty, Alyssa ended up pleading guilty to second degree murder and armed criminal action on January 10th, 2012, and she was sentenced to life with the possibility of parole in February 8th, 2012. So I'll get to that. This happened in 2009. Okay. So, um, so here's the story. Um, a teenager who slit a young neighbor's throat called it enjoyable, and she may have the opportunity to walk free one day. So this was a big case because of the way she felt about it. She did not feel remorse. At all. And, at all. And so people didn't think that she should be released, but because she was so young, they like, we're going to parole her so fast, which is like, I'm sorry to bring this up again, but it's like other situations where it's like, a kid feels remorse and feels really bad about it and they're in prison for life. Like, that's yeah. why, like, I just... Is it because she's a girl? Is it because... It's we're, also we're, state laws. Yes. Yeah. I was just going to say where it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know. It's, and was she tried as an adult? Yeah, that makes a big difference, too. If you're charged as a minor. Yeah, so let's find out. Um, I just want to make sure we're still recording and burp a little bit. <sighs> That's why I shouldn't drink. Because you're Dr. Pepper. Oh, no, I'm so farty. Yeah, no, I'm just drinking Dr. Pepper and just live my best life. Uh, It's not a good one. Okay. Any burp is a good one. Any burp is a good burp. I don't know what is my deal. (laughs) She's just singing. Girl singing today. Girl singing. Okay. Um... When most teenagers have a Friday off school, they sleep in, maybe get together with friends or bum around the house. This is also for Murderpedia. Okay. Um, and Murderpedia, I found, is pretty cool because it puts um, all of the stories about the murderer, like all the most of the articles written about them, onto one page. Yeah. So this one is written by Antonia Monticelli. Um, so they bum around the house. So they bum around the house in pajamas all day, but when 15-year-old Alyssa Bustamante of Missouri had a Friday off from school, she spent... This is what's fucked up. She spent the day digging two holes in the ground to be used as graves. So, like, before she fucking did this shit, dude, she dug two graves in the ground, which is... Isn't that a movie? Dig two graves? Are we going to watch that? Probably. I don't know. We tried watching six different movies today, and they were all terrible. They were all terrible. Yeah. What was that when we first, uh, the Funhouse murders? Fun, oh my God. Ugh, so Funhouse Massacre. Funhouse Massacre. Y'all. Don't do it. Don't. Um, but yeah, so I think this oh, is. Sadie, come here. Let me take your jangles off. Come jangle, here, jangle, bitch. Yeah. Always. Sadie, come here, Sadie, come here Baba. Oh, you sleepy bean. So yeah, so she, um, dug two graves, I think by her house. And then waited. Like, that's insane. So this like, was just pr- for someone to come by? No, no, like she, like, oh, like to kill? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. It was, so I don't know if the girl that she picked, it was premeditated, uh-huh. but killing people, it was premeditated because she dug the fucking graves before she did it. Jeez. That is, that is fucked up yeah man um so she went on with life as usual she went to school she hung out with friends so this day she had off she dug graves 
Like, as one does. Super chill. <laughs> um, she went to school, blah, 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 blah. And then she waited for the perfect opportunity to murder. And that opportunity came four days later on October 21st, 2009, in the evening when her neighbor, nine-year-old Elizabeth Olton, was walking home from her friend's house. <gasps> so she killed a little girl? A little girl, yeah. Uh... Elizabeth had been seen at 6.15 p.m. when she left her friend's house to go home. Her house was only a few houses down. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth was never seen alive again. So when she hadn't returned home, the family frantically began looking for her. They, the police, the police were looking for her. They reported her missing around 7 p.m. They got increasingly worried. Obviously, it was getting dark outside, and they knew she was going to be walking home from a friend's house and never made it home. Ugh. So horrific. Um, the horrible thing is what they didn't know is that. It was already too late. Um, Where? Oh, Missouri. Missouri, yeah. Um, So Alyssa, seeing that she finally had the opportunity to to kill, she took that opportunity. She grabbed Elizabeth Olton, beat her, strangled her, and finally stabbed her and slit her throat. She then dumped her body into one of the graves that she had dug the week before in a nearby wooded area. So in a close area to her house. Um, The police searched for the little girl, including the area where her body would eventually be found, but they found no trace of her because Alyssa fucking buried her. Um, They pinged Alyssa's cell phone. I'm sorry. They pinged Elizabeth's cell phone. So this little girl had a cell phone. Um, Obviously, the little, the nine-year-old, the mother gave her her cell phone. Okay. So she could, in case anything happened, right? And even though it showed the location as being in the woods where her body was, they didn't find her. Huh. Because she was buried. Right. Um, so in the end, after a letter led police to Alyssa, she confessed. A letter? Someone sent a letter in? Yeah. So it said it was Alyssa herself who led. So Alyssa took the police to the body. Oh, man. Um, so the question is why in all yeah. these like child murder cases. In every murder case, the question is why. But particularly in children who murder, it's like, what the fuck happened yeah where like your brain is already formed where you're like i'm about to kill someone today and like, didn't this- she write about it in her diary yes this is this this is this girl so the why in this case is really simple yet also really complicated um the simple explanation given by Alyssa herself was that she literally just wanted to know what it felt like to kill somebody that's what she said she said i wanted to know what it felt like to kill someone that's her quote what a waste right of a fucking human being. Mm. Um, the scary part is, so if you watch, there's like a documentary on this and like her mom is like, yeah, my kid's gonna end up doing something. Like she already knew? Yeah. Um, so, yada, yada, yada. Um, normal, mentally stable people, even if they've ever wondered about this question, don't actually, who was I just talking to about this? Like, um, normal people, even if the thought crosses your mind, like, I wonder what it'd be like to kill someone. You don't do it. You don't do it. You don't act on it. And that's where, like, brain chemistry comes in here. Right. Like, you're not going to go out and fucking murder someone just because you're wondering what it's like. Whereas someone with a different brain chemistry is like, I'll fuck it. I'm going to actually do it. Yeah. Um... So it said what made her, like, people needed to know, like, what made Alyssa, this young 15-year-old girl, actually go and do it. Yeah. Um... As usual, it was a case of hindsight. There were clues and warning signs that something was not right with Alyssa. She had shown psychological problems in the past. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I bet. Jesus. 
She had attempted suicide numerous times, and she was on medication for depression as a 15-year-old. Shit. Wow. Um, she had been in inpatient and outpatient psychiatric care in the past. She was a cutter. Um, and they interviewed, uh, her best friend and her best friend said that she often talked about what it would be like to kill people. Just casual. Just casual. Just super chill, super cash. Like, ah! like what, what if I was like, hey Grace, just like pretty regularly, like what it would be like to kill There's people. There's this person that has really been bothering me and I think I'm just going to off them. What do you think? I'd be like, um, hold please. And I would call the police. <laughs> I love you, but like, let's go drive you to the hospital. Let's get you some help. Um, <laughs> so, um, she had a bunch of online accounts, like, uh, these things that happen like recently, it's so hard because the internet just like makes things crazy. Yeah. So she had lots of online accounts, but it was noted she had a YouTube account and she listed her under her hobbies. She had listed that her hobbies included killing people. Jesus. Yeah. So, um, her YouTube account was also, um, what police had considered to have some disturbing home movies um, so she posted a video where she forces her brother to touch an electric cattle fence. Oh my God. And she took a video of it and she also does it herself. Um, and she says in the description of this YouTube video, it said, this is where it gets good. This is where my brothers get hurt. Jeez. Yeah, dude. This- and she's out? Well, I'll tell you what happened with the trial when we get to the trial. So in addition... Neither of her... Oh, I was thinking of the Slenderman girls. Yeah. So, she, for the for her mom, she didn't have parents. Oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, no. She didn't have parents. Okay, yeah, I mixed that one up. So, she didn't have parents. She was actually in the care of her grandparents. Okay. Um, She was born to a teenage mother who had a criminal record for petty crimes, drug possessions, and a DUI. Um, and her father was... Yes, yes, yes. Okay, this is right. And her father was in prison. Okay. So, strong parental figures. Yes. So, her mom, yeah, that was rough. And her dad was in prison for assault. Um, So, Alyssa was described as violent, depressed, angry. Um, None of these things are obviously an excuse for murder, though. No. So, like, I just, yeah. Because I, as a teacher, I see kids who fucking been through hell and back mm-hmm. and they don't end up fucking killing people right you know and that's why like with like murderers and stuff like with like Dahmer and you know whoever like big serial killers or whatever I know that people kind of try to break it down uh-huh. and are like well what happened but there are people where horrific things happen to them every day and they don't do that I think it's right. more about brain chemistry I think so too I think you're born a sociopath or a psychopath what is she doing? She's huffing and puffing. Um, I also think that there's something to be said about brain trauma. Oh, yeah. Like getting hit in the head. But that's that's another podcast. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, there's a question of, there's a lot of people in her trial were like, you know, all of this was a warning sign. Why didn't anybody see it? Why didn't anybody... Well, it seems like they did. Right. They put her in inpatient. Right. They, like, tried to give her help. Right. Right. Um, what was frustrating to police is they wanted to 
um, they wanted to use the fact that she dug two graves uh-huh. um, as an opportunity to murder her two brothers. Oh, wow. So that's what they thought. They uh-huh. were like, okay, um, she dug these two graves either because she wanted to murder her two brothers or because she was planning on murdering two people, period. Right. Like, why would you, right? Or killing someone and then killing herself. Yes. Not that she could bury herself. Right. Right. I know. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> um, but the reason the police thought that was because of those YouTube videos where she would, like, tor- basically torture her little brothers. Um, That's so sad. And they also, I know, and they also thought, like, if she didn't get caught, she would have done it. They She would have done it again. They speculated that she would have done it again. Right. So here's her, here's her trial verdict and sentencing. She was arrested and charged with first de- the first degree murder of the death of Elizabeth Olton. She appeared in court on November 17th, 2009, where the judge ruled that she would be tried as an adult. Okay. So she did get tried as an adult. Despite her confession to the crime, as well as having led the police to her body, to Elizabeth's body, she had entered a plea of not guilty. Huh. Yeah. By Which reason is, of insanity? I don't know. A lot of times they tell you to plead not guilty because then you can get like appeals or something i'm not like i said i'm not too savvy with the crime well stuff. if you if you plead guilty there's no trial right and there's no isn't there no chance for like no if you plead guilty and show remorse you can get parole really okay that's the whole thing when innocent people are in prison and they go up against the parole board they're like well, you're obviously not showing remorse for this crime. And they're like, because I did not do it. Ew, that makes you know? me so sad. So they don't get paroled. Our justice system is just real fucked. Fucked up, dude, for sure. Um, so, um, while in custody, it was reported that Alyssa tried to harm herself with her own fingernails. It said that she was exhibiting signs of anxiety and severe depression in jail. Um, she was under suicide watch. Um... And she was to go to an institution and receive evaluation and receive immediate psychiatric treatment. Um, the trial start date was in 2011, so two years later. Okay. Um, there she stood trial for the slaying of her neighbor. Um, and here's the update. Shit. Oh, boy. Shit. I didn't read this update. Okay, so the I knew that her trial kept getting delayed. Uh-huh. And when she finally went to trial, it was on January 30th, 2012, and instead she pleaded guilty uh-huh. of her own accord. Oh, geez. So she went against what her lawyer said and pleaded guilty. Wow. Um, there was an audible gasp heard in the courtroom when the now 18-year-old Alyssa in front of the court admitted to taking a knife to the throat of Elizabeth Olsen and slitting, slitting it, strangling her with her bare hands afterwards. Oh, gosh. Her de- yeah. Her defense team tried to offer a number of excuses on why she performed this horrible haunting act. They blamed her antidepressant Prozac as a contributor, which she began taking in 2007. Um, they said that it was her increased dosage. They talked about her family history of drug abuse, suicide, mental disorders. They talked about her parents abandoning her, whatever. So yeah. they they tried to use that her mental state as to why she did it. And say she basically saying, like, my client is psychologically damaged yeah. and severely emotionally disturbed. Yeah, so they were um, pleading insanity. But 
the other side showed her diary. Yeah. Which she wrote, I strangled her and slit her throat and stabbed her and now she's dead. I don't know how I feel at the moment. It was amazing. As soon as you get over the, oh my God, I can't do this feeling, it's actually pretty enjoyable. I'm kind of nervous and shaky though right now. Okay, I gotta go to church now. LOL. Oh, that's terrible. Yep. LOL. Yep. LOL. Um, and so she did say in court, if I could give my life to bring her back, I would. And I just want to say that I'm sorry for what happened. I'm so sorry. So in court, she did say she was sorry after she said, I did it just to see how it would feel. So who knows what's going on. So she's still in jail. She didn't get paroled. Um, I wouldn't imagine that she got paroled. I wouldn't imagine she did, but... um, So here's a little bit of an update. Um, She got... So in 2012, she accepted a plea deal. Okay. And she was sentenced to 35 years in prison. Okay. Okay. So she's um, like 24, 25 now. Um, And they keep saying... She keeps, they keep trying, they keep asking for a retrial and they're saying no. The yeah. judge keeps denying it. Yeah. So, cause they, because they keep she saying. blurted out guilty. Yes, because they keep saying that the evidence against her was strong and that her attorneys weren't in. Okay, so the, the her new attorneys are saying that her previous attorneys were incompetent okay. and trying to like get them to retrial and the judge keeps denying it. And it's like, she accepted a plea deal. She's got 35 years in jail. Fuck that. Right. So, anyway. As he should. Yes. That is the story of Alyssa Bustamante, which is absolutely insane. Um, I feel like we need a palate cleanser. Yeah. What this should is we a, do? This is tough. Y'all who have true crime podcasts, good for you because this is, it's, this is hard stuff to talk about. Yeah, it really is. Um. Or maybe just because we picked kids. I know. We went straight for we it. We went straight for the jugular. Like, even my Ooh, favorite... that's not a good thing oh. to say. Ooh, even my favorite polar. murder doesn't cover kids. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm not going to read this one. It, it talks about killing a kid. Well, I would never... I don't ever want to cover adults killing children. No, 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 no. I couldn't do that. Well, you did last week. Two weeks ago. On accident! <laughs> that was an accident. I thought it said child killer, but it was a child killer. <laughs> semantics semantics uh, um um uh, speaking of corrections um, corrections time uh roger ebert is dead roger ebert is in fact dead he died in 2013 sorry y'all sorry but he R. did R. have his jaw removed was it cancer yeah Aww. and so he would be like he would Oh Give yeah, two thumbs up oh <laughs> that's so sad this is a sad episode but I'm going to reel it in with the badass, asshole, terrible Mary Bell. Ooh, la, 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 la. That one I know. Infamous. So, Mary Flora Bell, born May 26, 1957, is an English woman who, as a child, age 10, in 1968, strangled to death two toddlers. Oh, in Scottswood, an inner city suburb in the West End district of Newcastle upon Tyne. Jesus, England, get it together. What are these names? Mm -hmm. Um, 
So Mary Bell's mother, Betty, was a prostitute or sex worker, excuse me, um, who was often absent from the family home, traveling to Glasgow to work. Mary, nicknamed May, was her first child, born when Betty was only 17. It's not known who Mary's biological father was. Well, if her mother was a sex worker, I'm sure it could have been. Anybody, really. (laughs) I don't mean to laugh, but... Um, For most of her life, she believed her father to be Billy Bell, a habitual criminal who was later arrested for armed robbery. These kids really have strong parental guidance. They're pretty screwed. Um, Mary... uh, um, Bell married her mother... Billy Bell married her Mary Bell's mother when Mary was a baby, but evidence gathered by Gitta Cerny suggests that he met her after Mary was born. Hmm. So they like they just told her that this was her dad. Okay. Well, um, yikes. Independent accounts from family members strongly suggest that Betty had more than once attempted to kill Mary. Oh, and good. Make, and make her death look like an accident. Good, good. So the mom's trying to kill the kid. Okay. Um, Yikes, dude. Her family was suspicious when Mary, in quotes, fell from a window oh. and, in quotes, accidentally consumed far too many sleeping pills. A, what? Yeah, a child. A child? Ooh, she was just trying to get some good sleep. She she just was having a hard time falling asleep. Yeah. She, she just took the whole bottle. Was, I wasn't paying attention. My mom used to give me Dimetap when I was being too loud at night to help me sleep, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like you kind of have a sniffle. Take seven things of Dimetap so she could drug us to make us fall asleep. Moms uh, do what they do. I'm a mom. They do... They do what they do. The only time I've given Harper Benadryl is when we had to drive for 24 hours. And you do what you do. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, but not this. This one? Yeah, this is a little too much. Yeah, it's a little too far. Um, on one such occasion, an independent witness saw Betty give the pills to her daughter as sweets. So saying that the... Holy sleeping, shit! Saying the sleeping pills were candy. Holy shit. Some bitter pill, eh? Oh my god. Um, Mary herself said she was re- subjected to repeated sexual abuse, her mother forcing her from the age of four to engage in sex acts with men. Ew. Like so to this, make money? Probably, if she was a sex worker. Oh god. Um, this got real dark. This got real dark. I'm not gonna call her a sex worker anymore. <laughs> You're a hooker. She's a hooker. She's a shitty, shitty hooker. Okay, so the killings. On May 25th, 1968, the day before her 11th birthday, Mary Bell strangled four-year-old Martin Brown in a derelict house. She was believed to have committed this crime alone. Between that time and a second killing, she and her friend Norma Joyce Bell, no relation, age 13. Oh, what? Yeah, everyone's named Bell in this town, I guess. Okay. Um... Aged 13, broke into and vandalized a nursery in Scottswood, leaving notes that This other little girl did? They both did. Oh, okay. Her and her friend. Okay. Um, and they left a note that claimed responsibility for the killing. Oh, shit. So she, like, confessed. Okay. Essentially. Why? She's a kid. I know. She doesn't know what she's doing. Um, the police dismissed this incident as a prank. Okay. 
Um, well, yeah, because you're not thinking little kids are going to do that. No. So, on July 31st, 1968, the two girls took part in the death, again, by strangulation of three-year-old Brian Howe mm. in a wasteland of the same Scottswood area. Interesting that they chose boys. Yeah. Right? Because... Well, I mean, if she was abused by men, I don't think it's that Right. Well, the ones... All, of all the research I did, nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. like, kids kill the same gender. Oh, yeah. From, like, every one that, that I read through. Huh. Um, okay. So, um, oh, I'm not gonna read this. This is, that's too much. Okay. What they did to him. Yep, leave it out. Yep. Uh, an open verdict had originally been recorded for Brown's death. As oh, wait, was... is this the one where they carved their initials into the bodies? Yeah. Okay. She carved an M into his stomach. Yeah, I, th- I found that very, very interesting that a child would do something like that. Because that sounds to me like... A serial killer. A serial killer. Like, yeah. so, like a mark that a serial killer would leave. Yeah. Um, a very stupid serial killer. Yes. <laughs> like Jigsaw. <laughs> Dummy. Um, do you think Jigsaw... Go ahead. Uh, so on... December 17th in Newcastle Assizes. I don't know what that is. Um, we are American. Yeah, sorry. Forgive my ignorance. Norma Bell was acquitted. What? But Mary Bell was convicted of manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. What? Huh. Oh, okay. So the jury, I think that's um, in England, that's claiming insanity. Okay. Um, the jury taking their lead from her diagnosis by the court-appointed psychiatrist who described her as displaying classic symptoms of psychop- psychopathy. <laughs> so, she was a psychopath at age 11. Okay. That's nuts. Oh, psychopathy. Okay, I was thinking psychosis. I'm like, no, uh-uh. No, she's a psychopath. Psychopath. Okay. Yeah. Because they said she was really charming and, like, made friends with all the guards and, like, ugh, God. So, so, okay, hang on. Freeze really quick. So, psychopaths are the ones that feel no remorse, right? Feel nothing. Feel nothing. Okay. And sociopaths can feel they're remorse. The manipulation, they're the manipulators. They're smart. They're charming. They're but, funny. Psychopaths are antisocial. Okay. Like, Dahmer types. Okay. Um... Whereas I think Ted Bundy would more be like a sociopath. But I am not a professional. I am. I'm a professional. (laughs) So, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, So the judge, Justice Cusack, described her as dangerous and said she posed a very grave risk to other children. Yeah, Yeah. fuck yeah, she does. Are you kidding me? No shit. (laughs) Jesus. She was sentenced to be detained at Her Majesty's Pleasure. Excuse me? I need to click on that. What? Uh, Her Majesty, at Her Majesty's pleasure. Uh, like, the oh, queen? it's, uh, like a, queen it's situation? a legal situation? Well, yeah, there's a Queen of England, you dummy. Right, but I didn't know she had anything to do with, well, like. Well, so at the. Okay, so this is what it means. I'm explaining what it means. Okay. It is a legal term of art referring to the indeterminate length of sentence. So it's like at, at her, her will. will. Okay. Um. 
uh, of certain appointed officials or indeterminate sentence for some prisoners. So they convicted her and sentenced her to an indeterminate amount of time. Okay. Um, she was initially sent to Red Bank Secure Unit in Newton Lee Willows, Lancashire, the same facility that would house John Venables, one of James Bulger's killers, 25 years later. I don't know that murder. Um, after her conviction, Bell was the focus of a great deal of attention from the British press and also from the German magazine Stern. Ooh. That's specific. Yikes. That sounds like a German, um, uh, BDSM magazine. Yeah, it sure fucking does. <laughs> Stern. Uh, her mother repeatedly sold stories about her to the press and often gave reporters writing she claimed to be by her daughter. Fuck, that's, this mom is the worst. This mom should be in prison. Yeah, why the fuck is she not in prison? She is exploiting her child murderer after abusing her and trying to kill her. I, I also read that Mary Bell was a bedwetter, so that's a sign. Oh, and it is. And she used to hang her soiled sheets out the window for the whole neighborhood to see. To shame her. What the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is this woman? Is she still alive? Can we go murder her? FBI who's listening, we're not serious. That was a joke. Like, I'm obviously not going to buy a fucking plane ticket. It's too expensive. You're very aggressive today. I'm aggressive because that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> we're also talking about child murderers. So. Yeah, I know. Um, Belle herself, the mother, made headlines in 1977 when she briefly... Oh, wait. No, Belle herself, Mary, made headlines when, in September 1977, she briefly escaped from Moore Court Open Prison, where she had been held since her transfer from a young offender's institution to an adult prison one year earlier. Her penalty was loss of prison privileges for 28 days. What are prison privileges? Like, you don't get to watch Maury in the in the common room? I guess so. <laughs> I'm, like, no, like, no commissary yard time? Yeah. Probably. Um, for a time, Belle also lived in a girls' remand home at Cumberlow Lodge in South Knollwood. Um, life after prison. So, in 1980, Belle, oh, aged, aged 23, <sighs> was released from Ascombe Grange Open Prison after having served 12 years and was granted anonymity and given a new name. Yes. That's what I think is so fucked up about this. Is it could be anybody. It could be anyone. It could be anybody. And I've Googled, I've tried to Google Mary Bell now, and everyone is like, everyone's trying to. There's well, nothing. yeah, I'm sure. And she yeah. has a fucking kid too, right? Uh, I don't think so. She and her daughter, yeah, I'm almost 100% positive that she and her daughter both are in like the witness protection no. program. No, I'm talking about Mary. Mary doesn't have a daughter. Mary had a kid. She did? In yeah. In prison? I'm 100% positive Mary Bell has a child. Uh, so, uh, four years later, she had a daughter born on May 5th, or May 25th, 1984. So, like, my husband's age. Yeah. Ooh. Fuck. And very close birthday. Just yes. one year later. Yeah. Um, Bell's daughter, oh, what if Christopher is, is the Mary kid? Bell's son? He does sometimes slip into a British accent. <laughs> Um, Belle's daughter did not even know about her mother's past 
until Belle's location was discovered by reporters in 1988. Oh, that's fucked. And she and her mother had to flee with bed sheets over their heads. What? Um, Belle's daughter's anonymity was originally protected only until she reached the age of 18. What? That's fucked up. What do you mean? They, her daughter should be protected forever. Yeah. It's not, she had nothing to do with it. Um, however, on May 21st, 2003, Belle won a high court battle to have her own anonymity and that of her daughter extended for life. So, okay. Yeah. Um... Any court order permanently protecting the identity of a convict, a convict in Britain is consequently sometimes known as a Mary Bell order. Oh, shit. <laughs> in 2009, it was reported that Bell had become a grandmother. Okay. So, is she still alive? Yeah, she's still Damn. alive. Okay. Um, <laughs> yikes. Yikes. That's a rough one. I feel like she's the most famous. Definitely the most famous, I think. All right. What you got? All right. My next one, I'm going to kind of do it. I'm going to make it. Um, I'm going to shorten it. Yeah. Let's, I'm going to shorten it. We'll give you t- a couple brief ones. Yes. Yeah. This is a heavy hour. This is a heavy hour. So this one is <laughs> a fun fact about this one. Oh, it's God. the Parker Home Hume murder case. How do you spell that? H-U-L-M-E. Hume. 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 Okay. Parker. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Hume. <laughs> Parker Hume. Um, so Pauline Yvonne Reaper. That's what she was born as. Um, and Anne Perry. So they must have had their names changed or something. Because Anne Perry was born as Juliet Hume. Um, at any rate... Basically, this was a story. If you guys have seen the movie Heavenly Creatures with Kate Winslet and uh, the chick, she's in like everything. She's super cute. She's actually from New Zealand. Hang on, what's her name? Um, Melanie Linsky. I would never have guessed that. I would never have guessed that either. (laughs) So Heavenly Creatures came out in 94. And I wanted to do this murder case because it used to like play on the TV all the time at night. And I'd watch it and be like, what's happening? Something's happening. In my privates. In my privates. Because this is a situation of best friends who fell in love. So um, they, uh, they were teenagers and they became best friends. They met. Um, they met in school, um, and they formed a. Obviously, they fell in love, and it was kind of a situation of like, kind of. I don't want to necessarily call it a fully ado, like a uh-huh. shared psychosis, but it was more like a shared, like we're about to murder this bitch situation. Um, and uh, so accomplices accomplices <laughs> but they also like so the weird thing about these two is they kind of lived in this fantasy world together okay um is this according to the movie or the no facts? the facts too okay. so i read about the case as well i'm gonna have these, to watch this movie i've never seen it it's a good movie yeah. it is a very good movie um i love kate winslet yes yeah oh fuck yeah of course um <laughs> i like wouldn't yeah so anyway they what had happened was is they fell in love and their parents obviously this was taking this took place in um 1954 in, okay um church, that's the year my mom was born 
So they fell in love with each other and they also were really into they read a lot of books together and kind of like a lot of fantasy books and they kind of lived in this fantasy world together. I think it was because they knew like back then they couldn't be together in the real world. So they kind of created this like elaborate fantasy life together. Uh So they would often sneak out and spend the night together. They would act out these stories with these fictional characters that they created um it kind of does sound like a folly I do right so and it was just I upon like analyzing it like like I'm a fucking professional um (laughs) I think you made that very clear it's very clear that I'm not a professional but (laughs) I think they they lived out this fantasy together because they knew in real life it wasn't okay but in this fantasy world being in love was okay and so their relationship was sexual Mm mm-hmm um, and they weren't that young. They were, what, 15 and 16 at the time? 15 and 16. That's pretty so young. it's young, but it's not so young that it's like, holy shit. You know, like 16 year olds mm-hmm. hook up. So it's not, you know, I guess, whatever. Um, their parents found out. Oh, no. Their parents found out. And obviously, at the time, homosexuality was considered a very serious mental illness. Right. So the parents tried to keep them apart. Right. Um, and long and the short of it is they were moving away. They were moving them away from each other. They were going to go back to, um, Juliet was going to be sent to live with some relatives in South Africa. Whoa. So like Um, way far. Yes. And it was, she was also sick because like tuberculosis was kind of rampant. So Mm -hmm. like she was sick, but so they were trying to separate them, and so the girls developed this plan. They were going to murder Pauline's mother. Okay. And they did. Oh, man. They did. Um, they murdered her, and they took her on a walk. Oh, God. They said they were taking her on a walk in Victoria Park in New Zealand, in Christchurch, New Zealand, and they beat the shit out of her with a brick in a stocking. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yes. So after they, they did it together... And then they fled covered in blood, um, and they went back to... The, so the three of them had gone to lunch first, and they ran back to where they went to lunch. Um, they weren't, like, covered in blood? No, they were. Oh, okay. And they said they told the people who worked there that... An- Honora was her name? Honora? The mother's name? uh uh-huh. They said that she had fallen and hit her head. And so the owner... I'll was, say. Yeah. <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. Um, Life alert. Like... If only she had life alert. Am I right? In the 50s. This podcast is sponsored. (laughs) (laughs) What an amazing segue, Grace. Speaking of. Okay. Um, So the owners, they went and found her. They saw major lacerations on her head, neck, and face. Um, And obviously, the story that this was accidental fell apart. So they... um, after the the trial was a sensational affair with speculation about their possible lesbianism and insanity, the two girls were convicted on August 28th, 1954, but they were too young to be considered for the death penalty. So the really fucked up part is the judge says, fuck you guys, you have to be in separate prisons. Oh. Yeah. They couldn't do a, a Orange is the New Black type No, such. they couldn't do that situation. And so... Um, some sources, so it's kind of a little wonky here what happened, but some sources are say that they were released on a, the condition that they would never be in contact ever again. Bullshit. That, like, that would work. Yeah. 
Yep. So, um, less than four months later, the murder was taken as strong evidence of a moral decline. Yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. Um, Juliet was released from prison. Um, and she went to the United States and she later settled in England and became a successful historical detective novelist under her new name, Anne Perry. She I'm going to read those books. Yeah. And she has been a Mormon since 1968. Um, the fact that Perry was Hume. Oh, so nobody knew that this woman, Anne Perry, this author, uh-huh. was Juliet Whoa. until 1994. Crazy. Um, and she also stated that in 2006, she made a statement that said, while her relationship with Pauline was obsessive, they were not lesbians. She made that very clear. Um, Yeah. This is her now. Oh, shit. What's up, girl? Um, So, yeah. So, this has been, like, there's been a lot of portrayals of this. Um, Obviously, the the film Heavenly Creatures. um, Minor Murder was another, it was a play about them. Daughters of Heaven was a play about them. Um... There was a novel called All the Birds Singing mm-hmm. that was based on them. Anyway, so it's a it's a good movie. It's a good... Uh, Is it scary? It's not scary. Mm-hmm. It's a little bizarre because yeah. they, like, show the fantasy world that they live in. And yeah. It's a really good movie, and it's, it's sad. Really good movie, really sad story. It's really sad, but also when I was little, I'd watch it and be like, ah, 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 you guys are making out and then I'd be like I'd turn it off before the murder happened <laughs> I'd be like nope no murder for me just keep making out okay Winslet <laughs> and that's that that's that alright so we're gonna end this episode with the most human garbage can <laughs> Tyler Hadley who some of you may know as the kid who killed his parents and then threw a party oh my god <laughs> with them still in the house um, so... This, to me, sounds like a horror film. I know. It seriously... It is. It's like a real-life horror film. So, Tyler Hadley was described by neighbors and friends as having a close relationship with his parents growing up. Tyler and his father were often seen playing basketball together in their mm. Port St. Lucie driveway until late in the night or tossing a football around in the yard. Nothing about the family or Tyler seemed atypical. That would all change when Tyler entered high school. Jesus Christ. Um, Something had happened to the boy who the neighbors once described as a polite young man. Tyler began acting out in school and getting into drugs. Florida. Of course this happened in Florida. Let me just stop and say Florida. You guys, (laughs) if you're from Florida. No, you already know. You're good. You're You're fine. fine. But I'll tell you what, people eat each other in Florida. They eat faces. They on eat bath faces salts. in Florida. There's a lot of meth in Florida, right? I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of situations. Crocodile, remember that crocodile? Crocodile. Crocodile. Yeah, that's okay. gnarly. Florida, you're doing it. Um, so uh, of course Hadley's parents were concerned with their son's behavior, but after Tyler had a couple run-ins with the law. Once for burglary and once for setting a wildlife preserve on fire. Oh, good. It was clear that something needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
The Hadleys had Tyler regularly attending meetings with a psychologist. Good. See your shrinks, y'all. See your therapist. They're good parents. Don't talk with food in your mouth. I will. <laughs> what I'm saying is, those are really good parents. Yeah, they're trying to get him help. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I was a shithead kid. My parents put me in therapy and I was still an asshole. Well. I have some karma coming to me when Harper's a teenager. You sure do. Um, so, doing, uh, oh yeah, um, and believe, or so they set him up with a psychologist and believe they had Tyler back on the right track. It wouldn't be long before Tyler fell back into his out-of-control behavior. Shit. The Hadleys were at the end of the rope. After getting Tyler the help he, or after getting Tyler help, he continued to come home drunk and had been arrested for battery after getting into a brawl at a friend's home. Okay. Shit. So doing what any responsible parents would do in that situation, the Hadleys took away Tyler's phone and electronics while he served out his court-ordered house arrest for the fight. Tyler's behavior only became more erratic and in June of 2000... Are you kidding me? Oh my god, the cat's eating pizza. What the... F- he like... The, Give I him just, a piece. From the corner of my eye, I just see the pizza box just slowly being dragged off the table. <laughs> Give him a piece. I'm not giving him a piece because last time I gave him a piece of pizza, he fucking threw up all over the couch. Okay, maybe. Maybe not, Winston. Maybe not. Um, Bye. My cat ate a whole donut hole. Like, just out of my hand. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to murder. So, um... Tyler's behavior only became more erratic, and in June of 2011, the Hadleys were forced to commit their son into a mental health facility, Mm. as they should. Um, Though often at odds with his parents, Tyler seemed to have a Jekyll and Hyde personality. After the explosive fights with the Hadleys, Tyler would sometimes feel bad about the incidents. He confided in a number of friends that he was suicidal. On other occasions, he mentioned wanting to kill his parents. Yikes. No one took his threat seriously. In their minds, he was just a troubled kid blowing off steam. On July 15, 2011, the Hadleys all went out to a family dinner. Tyler's stay in the mental health facility and his daily counselor visit seemed to have made a big impact on the teen. Mrs. Hadley had told friends prior that she felt that finally the old Tyler was back and that she was happy to see her son making such improvements. Oh no! Spoiler alert! This doesn't end well! It never does. Ugh. Um, the following day, Tyler... The following day! The next day! Ah! Did he know? Did he know? The following day, Tyler contacted several Facebook friends he told them that his parents went out of town and he was going to throw a big party that evening. Oh, Jesus. That night, nearly 60 teenagers showed up at the Hadley residence, many of which Tyler didn't even know personally. Among friends there that evening was Tyler's best friend, Michael Mandel. As dozens of teenagers swarmed the Hadley's Port St. Lucie home, drinking, smoking pot, and generally trashing the place, Tyler became more pensive. He had to let his secret out to someone. He pulled Michael aside and decided to come clean. His parents weren't in Orlando, as he had originally told Michael. They were dead, and their bodies were still in their bedroom as the party raged on throughout the rest of the house. That's 
Can you imagine? Oh my god! Just picture being at a party and then finding out that there were fucking dead bodies in the house. I don't know what I'd do. But the most fucked up part is that there was... I've seen pictures of kids at the party and there's blood everywhere. What? Did people not... they, They probably just thought it was like ketchup or like... Because it was brown. Yeah. But there was blood everywhere. Jesus, what? But I mean, hey, anything for a high school party. Uh, not us. Are you fucking kidding me? I'd walk in and be like, that's blood. I feel it. I can sense its presence. Somebody's dead. I feel it. Um, so Tyler told his friend Michael everything. How he had swallowed three ecstasy pills, hid his parents' cell phones, and then waited with a hammer. Tyler's mother, Mary Jo, was the first to be struck while sitting at the computer. What? So he came up behind her. Why? And brought the hammer down. What? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Why? Poor taste. Poor taste. Why, that, though? Ooh, why? That, you said that that was so bizarre. You said when he walked into the room. Oh, when Tyler's father, Blake, heard the commotion, he walked into the room and he saw... Um, Tyler beating Mary Jo and all he could do was scream why. Holy shit. Well, like what the you f- were just doing. Yes. Yeah. Um, Tyler looked at his father blankly and replied why the fuck not before swinging the hammer at his dad. So his, he did kill his dad. Okay. He killed both of them. Yeah. Um, he then detailed how he cleaned up the blood before the party Tyler then left both the Hadleys, the hammer, and the towels he had used to clean up the mess in the master bedroom. And I don't know if you've seen That's these. That's a lot to take care of yourself. And I don't know if you've seen these crime scene photos, but the room that the parents are found in, they're just covered in trash. It's like he threw everything in the house over them to cover the bed. Were they under the bed or no? No. Oh, okay. I thought they were under the bed. Initially, um, Michael, Tyler's friend, believed that he was joking and told him to show him the bodies. Tyler agreed and led Michael (gasps) to the Hadley's bedroom. Oh my god! Outside of the master bedroom door, there were streaks of blood. Tyler opened the door just enough for Michael to catch a glimpse of Mr. Hadley's leg on the bedroom floor. That was that moment, uh, in that moment, um, Michael realized that Tyler had been telling the truth. So Tyler also told Michael that he was planning to kill himself after this. I wish people could see me right now. <laughs> She's just holding her head in her hands. Um, so this is absolutely insane. Did the kid flip the fuck out? No, that's what's the most fucked up is that he took a selfie with him. Being like, this is probably the last picture I'll ever take with you. That's Tyler. Oh God, with Tyler. I thought you meant the bodies. Selfie. I'd be like, holy shit. Nope. You need to nope. make a movie out of this for show. No, don't give this kid the fucking time of day. Oh my God. Um, No, I thought you meant Michael took a selfie with them. I know. Okay. Um, so at around 2.30 a.m., the neighbors had called the police to bust up the party. Most of the teens had left, but there were still at least 20 kids at the house when officers knocked on the door. Tyler answered the door as the rest of the party was ordered to keep quiet in a back bedroom. Tyler spoke with the police and they left without incident. Oh my God. Um, what? Yeah. Were they underage? Yeah, but 
Florida, man. Oh, my God. Michael left the party, but not before hiding the 10 tablets of Percocet Tyler planned to use to kill himself with on his way out. So he's like, you're not killing yourself. I'm taking these. Um, so, meanwhile, Tyler logged into Facebook and notified his friends that there would be another party the following night. Oh. So he's just keeping it going. He just is... Well, probably... I Again... I am a profesh, in my opinion, it's probably because he didn't want to face what he did. So if he keeps throwing these parties, he doesn't have to think about it. Right. And he also knows that he's about to go away for a really long time. That's true. Um, The visit from the police about the noise complaint earlier had caused Tyler to become paranoid, and the lingering few partiers said that Tyler began acting strangely. He turned off all the lights in the home and checked all the blinds, as if the police were outside watching his every mood. You know, Tyler was right to be afraid. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm getting this from Sword and Scale, by the way. Their blog. Okay. Um, they're a crazy, like, detailed true crime podcast. I won't listen to it, but it, I know they're really good. It's, I don't know if I'd say good. It's, like, really intense. They, like, play right. 911 calls and, like. Well, it, the, people, I I know people who really, like, I've like had it. to stop listening to it because it gets too intense. Yeah, I can't listen to it, but. <clears throat> um. Tyler was witnessed by officers pacing the living room while talking to himself and frantically moving stacks of books as they ascended the driveway at 4.23 a.m. Investigators rang the bell, and several minutes later, Tyler answered the door. He knew he was caught. Police took Tyler Did into Michael custody. tell him? Because um, how else would they know? Yes. Yeah, okay. Michael immediately phoned Crime Stoppers in order to report the murder. Good. Well, um... That's at least one good thing. Yeah. So, Tyler, um, they took Tyler into custody and left him in the driveway as they forced open the master bedroom door. Inside the room lay the Hadleys, both bludgeoned to death. Jesus. Um, Tyler pleaded no contest for the murder of both of his parents. What? He claimed that he had been hearing voices and had spoken with the devil. Oh, sure you did. All right. Do you listen to Slayer? Come on. What do you worship Satan? What are you, Satanist? Um, in a letter to his best friend Michael, Tyler blames his psychotic break on a prescription medication he had been taking at the time. Though Tyler was only 17 years old at the time, he savagely murdered his own parents. The judge showed no leniency. Tyler Hadley was handed two life sentence. But, update. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to know! They're, they overturned those sentences what the fuck why and he's getting a new trial why um i will tell you why grace i need answers this trial is so fucking interesting um it's okay so it it's coming up pretty soon really um lawyers um are getting more time to prepare um, for Tyler Hadley's sentencing do-over for killing his parents. The judge... Oh, God, these pop-ups. Fuck off. I'm so frustrated. Um, the judge on the case of convicted killer Tyler Hadley announced Friday that because of judge assignment changes in January, it's likely someone else will oversee the sentencing do-over. So, they're redoing his sentencing. He's still guilty. Why does he get a... Why? I don't know. That's, I don't understand that. 
Obviously, I'm not in a court of law. An appeals court reversed the double life prison terms Tyler Hadley is serving for killing his parents in 2011 and ordered the case back to a trial judge for a new sentencing hearing. In a four-page ruling, the 4th District Court of Appeal in West Palm Beach concluded that during Hadley's 2014 sentencing, Oh, Circuit Judge Robert McKemson did not consider the correct alternative to a life sentence. What does that mean? I do not know. What like like putting him in a mental institution? Maybe. Um, the appellate panel also ruled that the previous judge determined Hadley, now twenty four, had a criminal past that was unsupported by the record. Hmm. But he did. He was arrested several other times. Right. And charged. He had that battery charge and everything. Um, in February 2014, Hadley avoided trial by pleading no contest to two counts of first-degree murder for bludgeoning his parents. Um, uh, Chief Assistant State Attorney Tom Bacadal, who prosecuted Hadley and urged the court to forever deny him a chance of parole, said he was devastated by the reversal. The whole basis of the criminal justice system is the concept of finality, that we, knows, that we know what the rules are yesterday because they're the same today as they will be tomorrow. The rules changed in the middle of Mr. Hadley's investigation. It made him sick, he said, to tell the Hadley's family, family members of the news. Now who gets victimized, Bacadal said. The victims, all over again. And nobody remembers the victims. They yeah. only remember Tyler. Man. That's brutal. That's fucked. That's super brutal. Yeah. Um. So now that we got you all bummed out, <laughs> um... Have a happy week. Yeah, have a great week. Uh, Thanks for joining the Ghoul Gang. Follow us on our stuff that we mentioned earlier in the episode. Um, Check out our website at the Ghoul Gang Podcast. Yeah. That's it. At theghoulgangpodcast.com. All of our stuff's there. Instagram's there. Yeah. Our episodes are there. It's just a good all one-stop shop. Good hub. Good hub for all the things. Um, also, if you want to do a promo swap, let us know. We did a couple um, on our last two episodes, and we had a great time, and it's a really amazing way for us to find out about new podcasts, and I can't, especially, can't, I just can't stop listening to Can't We Cult. I love them. They're so good. Shouts to those ladies. Yeah, they're, so they're cool. just so good. I'm so glad we um, found out about their podcast. And we talked about doing a potential collab on oh. Twitter. All right. Still in baby, still in baby in diapers yeah still in diapers but potentially they're in oregon so where are all the chicago podcasters at yeah if you have a podcast and you're in chicago most podcasts like most lady podcasts that i listen to are all west coast yeah but we're here we're queer in the middle of the midwest yeah you know we're doing it queer by association yeah but we love you guys And we'll talk to you uh, next time. Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye. Creepy real. Girls, watch out for those weirdos. (laughs) We are the weirdos, mister.